Hi, Jill Bodonsky here. It's November 2021, but it's still a good excuse to go to the beach. This is an episode that was released back in February, but it's one of everybody's favorites, so I thought I'd play it for you again, because I didn't remember that much of it when I heard it again. And still on break, but almost time to come back with a new episode, so hang on. Thanks for being patient. Enjoy. Beach Muses, Part 1. This is a Muses Daydream, Season 2. My elastic pants are staring at me. Judgmentally. No wonder. I'm spending too much time alone. I'm restless, disheveled, and frustrated that I'm not writing. And my thoughts are inbreeding resulting in mutant ruminations, distractions, scrolling madness, posting, posting, wandering, eating, scrolling, staring, ruminating, procrastinating, ruminating, and believing that elastic pants can stare at me judgmentally. So I'm out of here. I'm headed to the beach. I'm at the beach, and when I get out of my car, an idea for a poem invites me to walk with it. But as soon as I start walking, I start worrying and wondering when this world will get back to the way it was, or will it, for better or for worse, be different? I need to concentrate to produce, to hunker down, to persevere, and soon... The idea for a poem evaporates with the barometric pressure of high expectations, scolding, and preoccupations. Procrastinating, ruminating. Then it dawns on me, wait, I'm at the beach. But I'm ruminating. What's the matter with you? So I stop to breathe in the feeling of a sea breeze. What a rush of presence. This beach is beautiful and fine, just the way it is. And I sense I'm close to a muse because my noticing abilities are improving. My ruminating quiets a bit as I notice the sand dunes shaped by wind and weather, sea grasses intertwined with sea daisies, leaning in the direction of a constantly easterly breeze. Clouds in feathery parades are being ushered by the sky to their eventual evaporation. I relate to evaporation. My ideas evaporate. I said that earlier, but I also mentioned that I ruminate. Then I see her. The muse I sensed was there. And I know she is a muse partly because she sits on a rock by the sea, lit from the inspiration out. Because in her presence I feel the spray of the waves like a baptism of promise. 
But I also know she's amused because shells on the sand spell out the word muse in big shell-lined letters. She's wearing a painted sea foam frock donned with flowers, the color of the insides of shells, and is surrounded by sand dollars, starfish, and beautiful shells of all kinds, scallops, beaded periwinkles, moon shells, cowries. She's barefoot, her feet in the water touching the lapping waves as they gently flow and then ebb and flow and ebb and flow and the waves are ruminating and are just fine the way they are. I approach hesitantly, fearing I might scare her off, longing to bear witness to anything she may impart to this writer starved for suggestions, but also worrying she may judge me, the distracted mortal with unkempt hair and elastic pants. She sees me, I feel hope, so I wave at her and... Oh no, she dives into the ocean and swims away. Darn. What did I do wrong? I shouldn't have waved. I should have brushed my hair. I sit on the shore and watch her gracefully swim off and wonder if that dress is dry clean only. Sure looked like it was. Now what? As I sit there, I wonder, was she ever there? Did I create the muse in my mind? Or was she an offspring of my inbred thoughts? And if so, maybe time alone is a conduit for creative thinking, for daydreaming about writing and ideas. A bottle washes to shore, beautiful sea-shaped glass bottle that looks like it's been in the ocean a thousand years. In fact, it's a thousand years colored blue. I pick it up and hold it to the sun to see if there's a message in it and see none. It has a cork in the top. I remove it and all of a sudden the waves get quiet. The sea becomes glass and smooth and I can hear a voice playing from the bottle. Feel the breeze. Taste the sea salt air. Smell the odor ocean breeze. Fresh. Letting your nose and your senses and your knowing Witness the ancient sea from whence you came and from whence you began to walk upright, confident and filled with possibility. Notice your feet in the warm sand and know in this present moment the world is alive with inspiration. Simply ask, where? Will my inspiration come from today? Yours truly, Sensoria. I can feel the breeze. My shoes are off and I can notice my feet in the warm sand. 
So I take a bunch of shells and in the sand I write, I'm fine just the way I am. That took about an hour to do. I had to find a bunch of shells. And I realized that solitude is one of my muses and that's why censorious when I'm away. In the moments we are alone, the senses can come alive in a different way than when we are with others. I returned to my kitchen table with the red and white checkered tablecloth over an aromatic cup of coffee and I write this. Where will my inspiration come from? My inspiration comes from ruminations, percolating poems and paintings, prose and podcasts. My inspiration comes when I'm paying attention to the senses, the sight of the millions of year old sky, jazz, buttermilk biscuits, roses, the soft fur of a cat, nature's bounty of sensation. They remind me that in the midst of despair and uncertainty and rumination and procrastination, there are still many things about life that are okay. Just the way they are. We are okay. Just the way we are. The Voice of Sensoria was played by my friend, Sadie Spikes. If you're enjoying Amuse's Daydream, share it with your friends. You can subscribe where you get your podcasts. And you can listen to my other podcast, The Almanac, A Daily-ish Dose of Wonder. In the show notes is a link to an episode of Be Bold, Begin With, Christina Barcy, where we talk about curiosity if you like podcasts and creativity, I think you'll like this one. Be Bold, Begin. I'm just the guest on one of them. And thanks for listening to this one. Be kind to yourself. Stay safe.